0: Hi, everybody. This is Alex Moke here for Wisp Business, the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Chris Richards, Managing Director of Colliers, Wisconsin's Madison office. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Alex. Glad to be here. Absolutely.
0: So first off, I thought we could start with the kind of the 10,000 foot view of what's happening here in Wisconsin. Uh, from, From your perspective, what kind of trends are you seeing in commercial real estate here in Wisconsin that our listeners should know about?
1: Yeah, well, I think probably, you know, to talk about the good stuff first, um, the industrial market, is as hot as it's been probably ever. Um, That's the warehousing, manufacturing facilities, that sort of thing. Um, We're seeing a ton of traction uh, here in the state of Wisconsin. Um, You know, speaking of Madison in particular, which is where we're headquartered, our vacancy rate is under 2%, um, which um, is incredible and about as low as we've had it in the 20 years I've been in the business. And so you'll see Pleasant Prairie, Milwaukee, Fox Valley, Madison, uh, La Crosse, Eau Claire, a lot of new speculative industrial buildings going up to meet uh, the demand that is in the market. So that's certainly very positive from that aspect of things. Um, From a retail perspective, things are still pretty good. Um, Obviously, the the location, location, location um, thing that you always hear about in terms of commercial real estate um, is even more important for retail. So good locations will always find good tenants that are paying sky high rents. Um, so that's still um, a positive sign uh, of things. Um, where things start to get a little bit difficult, Alex, is, where, um, uh, is the office sector. Um, the work from home uh, uh, situation that the pandemic kind of created um, has created uncertainty. And whenever you have uncertainty, um, things slow up a bit. And um, I think you know, the office market is not in a position or or I guess is in a position of uncertainty where um, I believe we're going to see a lot more downsizing um, instead of uh, people growing and needing more office space in the near future. Uh, but it's not all doom and gloom. Certain aspects of of the market in certain areas of Wisconsin uh, will be hit harder. But um, the office market is is an area where where I would be very Concern that where I'm concerned right now in terms of the next 18 to 24 months. Gotcha. Okay, good to know. You mentioned certain
0: parts of the state are probably going to be experiencing this issue more so than others. Can you kind of give a breakdown of where you're you're expecting that issue to be most severe?
1: Sure. And I don't think, um, and that's a good question, Alex. I, I actually think there's not going to be a portion of any area that's not going to be impacted by this. But I think where the major impacts are going to be is um, in areas where there's large um, investment companies that have acquired buildings, um, okay. not the local developers. Because as as you know, Alex, um, developers here in, in the Midwest uh, tend to be a little less... Um, uh aggressive um, and and a bit more critical in terms of projects that they put up um, were not as risk uh, risky as some of these larger companies. And so I think companies that acquired buildings in you know 2018 to 2020 pre-pandemic uh, acquired these office buildings um, at, at potentially an elevated price per square foot. When they look um, to go get refinancing here between now and 2025, um, I think we're starting to see some banks um, be a bit cautious in terms of um, renewing or, or adding new debt onto office buildings. And so in areas, um, you know, Milwaukee, I think we'll see an impact where they've had large um, real estate investment trust companies or large investors acquire buildings. Um, and leverage them uh, significantly, I think that's where we'll see an impact where um, the fundamentals just aren't allowing banks um, to to put new debt on it that um, these owners can service. And so I think in some circumstances, you might see um, owners give the keys back to the bank.
0: Gotcha. Interesting. That is good to know. Chris, I, I want to also ask, you mentioned that you're expecting going forward that... Um, to see these bigger impacts on the uh, commercial real estate due to this uh, trend towards virtual work. Um, have you already been seeing companies showing hesitancy to to lease or cutting down on the space that they've been using already
1: this year? Very much so, Alex. I, I think office is not going away entirely. I think what we're seeing a lot of is, is downsizing. So groups that were in 20,000 square feet, um, their leases are coming due and they're back in the market looking for 10,000 square feet now because, you know, half their workforce is work- working Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and they just don't need the volume of space that they did pre-pandemic. And so um, that is very much what's going on uh, in the marketplace. I think almost, almost every almost every sector um, of, of business is, is either shrinking or renewing for a short period of time in place um, because of the uncertainty that's out there. And so the dynamics and the volume and velocity of activity in these marketplaces is not what it was three, four years ago, pre-pandemic. Absolutely.
0: Let's talk a little more about some of the other factors at play here. You mentioned this... Um... The pandemic, of course, kicking off this uh, trend towards virtual work, work from home. But of course, uh, we're in a situation right now where the pandemic has waned significantly, but folks are still um, we're still seeing that trend play out. If anything, um, it's increasing in some industries. So uh, I'm interested, though, in your thoughts on what other factors are playing a role, like the impact of uh, inflation, for example, or (laughs) are there other others?
1: Yeah, no, I I think right now, um, you know, inflation in terms of commercial real estate uh, is playing a significant role, um, you know, certainly on new developments. Um, I think there's a a lot of developers right now, whether it's uh, not as much industrial, but multifamily, uh, retail, they're pushing off their projects um, with the hopes of interest rates uh, coming down. Um, or or at least stabilizing um, here in the next, you know, 12 to 18 months. And so I think we're going to see, you know, projects that um, would typically be kicked off, um, you know, during this, you know, kind of the quote unquote building season um, in the state of Wisconsin. I think you're going to see um, fewer projects going up. I think that will help uh, Push construction costs down, and if interest rates stabilize or maybe even lessen a bit, depending on what happens with our economy, you might see um, the the pace pick up of new construction, maybe twelve to eighteen months out from now. Um, what's propping that up, though, Alex, which which is 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 interesting, and I can t- I can speak very uh, specifically to the Madison market here. Is the there's such a demand for new housing. Um, that rents just keep getting pushed up and pushed up and pushed up. And so there's multifamily developers are still able, um, even with high construction prices and high interest rates to move forward with projects because they just bump up uh, rental rates. However, I don't know how sustainable that is ultimately, uh, depending on what you know happens with employment and, and all of that stuff. So um, it's an interesting dynamic where all those headwinds And yet developers are still doing things because the demand is still so significant. And that's mostly um, multifamily, but I think, you know, even industrials, um, you know, felt that way here the last six months where projects have not stalled and they're still going up and speculative development is still occurring because the demand is still there.
0: Great. I'm glad you mentioned industrial again, because I was hoping to circle back to that. You mentioned that, um, Vacancies are very low right now in the uh, industrial real estate market. Um, let's talk a little more about that. You, we've talked a lot about the outlook for um, commercial like office space. What's the, what do the next year, year and a half, two years look like for uh, on the industrial side that you've been seeing?
1: Yeah, I, th- you know, I think what we've seen with with all the new speculative development occurring Um, because of interest rates and construction costs that we just talked about going up so much, rental rates for industrial space have skyrocketed across the state of Wisconsin. And so, um, I, I what what's happening is, you know, these these folks um, that that need this warehousing and inventory um, uh, places are willing to pay significant rents uh, to be in the right location, logistically and otherwise. Um, and so, I I, I believe demand. Um, I, I think demand probably peaked, uh, you know, six to eight months ago. Um, however, I, I think we'll still see steady demand and there's just not enough product out there to even meet steady demand. And so that's why I think we'll still see speculative developments um, occurring in the next 12 to 18 months. And, and you know, the, the old adage that high tide raises all ships. Well, all these new buildings that are being built are. You know, six fifty to seven fifty triple net, um, and that gives you know those twenty year old Class B, Class C buildings um, the ability to nudge their rents up as well. And so, um, if I'm an industrial owner or developer, I'm still feeling fairly bullish on the state of Wisconsin right now uh, for industrial development and and industrial ownership as well. I don't see any anything specifically um, on the horizon that would um, blow any of that to to um a predicament like the office market. Okay,
0: great, great to know. Um, and quickly for those of us who aren't as familiar with some of these terms, can you briefly explain the uh, triple net concept?
1: Sure. So tr- uh, triple net leases, it's it's basically just the way the lease is structured. So you have a base rent, which I just mentioned, six fifty to seven fifty triple net. That's your base rent, and then the tenant pays their pro rata share of um real estate taxes, insurance, building insurance and common area maintenance and so that's you know 650 to 750 plus another 2 to 3 dollars a square foot depending on uh where you're located gotcha
0: chris thanks again so much for taking the time to be
1: on the show any uh, quick final thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with no i just greatly appreciate the opportunity alex and um love talking about this stuff and uh Um, you know, it's, there's, there's always things, um, I don't believe, uh, the state of Wisconsin and the Midwest in particular is as doom and gloom as some of those other areas. So some of the stuff you read, I think is, um, you know, maybe a bit overblown. I don't think we're going to feel the impacts as significantly, um, here in the state of Wisconsin as, as what you'll read, um, online.
0: Really good to hear. Thanks again. And we'll be sure to have you on the show again sometime to, uh, do a little update on some of the things we've been talking about.
1: Thanks for having me, Alex. Have a good week.
0: Yeah, you too. You've been listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now, stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of Wisp Politics and Wisp Business Podcast. Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.